Welcome to another episode of the 49er Way podcast. Don't forget to give the 49er Way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. For the first time, I finally get to open an episode by saying, welcome to week one of the NFL. The 2020 season officially kicks off tomorrow night when the Houston Texans visit the Kansas City Chiefs. So from now on, I'll be dropping episodes every Wednesday instead of Thursdays, recapping the 49ers game from the previous week and also previewing their game for the upcoming week as well, as well as talking about other big games and headlines around the league. On today's episode, we'll be previewing week one and we'll discuss and break down the 49ers opening matchup versus the Arizona Cardinals and also talking about other matchups and who to look out for in that game, as well as some other big games and headlines around the league ahead of week one. So, Looking at this week, the 49ers will host the Arizona Cardinals, a divisional clash to open up the season at home at Levi Stadium, 425 kickoff Eastern Time, 125 Pacific on Fox. Big game to start the year. The 49ers, when we looked at the schedule, I've previously said this, I'm expecting the Niners to come out hot. This is a very manageable first six games that the Niners could definitely come out of this 4-2, 4-2, and two, or even 6-0. and oh. I think if the Niners are really hitting on all cylinders, these are winnable games. Having said that, this is going to be a tough one to start the year. The Cardinals gave the Niners a very tough time last year. Having said that, the Niners swept the 2019 series, winning 28-25 on Thursday night at Arizona and beating them 36-26 at Levi Stadium a few weeks later. That was the first time... The 49ers have beaten the Cardinals since week 17 in 2014 when that was Jim Harbaugh's last game as the 49ers coach. That was a long drought. But again, that shows how good of a team this is. That shows the Jimmy Garoppolo effect, of course. I know not a lot of people can kind of understand that and see that, but Jimmy G won us both games last year. We'll get a little more into the details there, but Jimmy Garoppolo was sensational against Arizona last year. Having said that, when we're looking at this game and some things to look forward to in this game, some matchups, the one thing that I'm looking forward to right now, and I think is going to be the biggest matchup for me, Richard Sherman in the secondary against DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. These, This is a great matchup. My, my question is, is Richard Sherman going to stay on his island and stay on his side, or is he going to travel with DeAndre Hopkins? Personally, I would like to see Emmanuel Mosley... Akella Witherspoon or Jason Verrett, whoever it is, get some reps against DeAndre Hopkins. I think this is an incredible challenge right out of the gate because the Niners are kind of unsure who they want on the other side opposite of Richard Sherman. Witherspoon has shown flashes. Mosley has shown flashes. Verrett has shown flashes. But we just they just don't know who they want out there. I think it's going to be Emmanuel Mosley to start week one, but we'll see what happens. Either way, I think whoever's out there, you're either going to be guarding one of the best wide receivers to ever do it in Larry Fitzgerald or one of the best current wide receivers in this league in DeAndre Hopkins. It's an incredible challenge and it's a very, very good challenge, I think, for this 49ers secondary. This is a big year for this Niners secondary. This is a secondary that got their butts kicked in that fourth quarter against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They got to come out week one and they got to come out ready to play. Because DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald are no jokes. 
And of course, you got Kyler Murray, who can beat you in the run game and beat you in the pass game as well. So this is going to be a really good test for this 49ers team. Sticking on the defensive side, I'm excited to see who is going to have a big game in place of DeForest Buckner. This is the first game the Niners will be without Defoe as he's in Indianapolis now. Ronald Blair and Julian Taylor will start the year on the PUP list. They will be unavailable for the first six games. So this is an opportunity to see who steps up. Will it be DJ Jones? Will it be Javon Kinlaw? Will it be Cantavius Streets? Will it be Solomon Thomas? Kevin Givens? Who knows who that's going to be? But I'm very curious to see who steps up. And obviously, if we have a healthy Nick Bosa and D Ford, Kyle Shanahan said he'd be very surprised if neither of those guys can go. So the expectation is they'll both be there and they'll both be healthy. Can this D-line be as dominant as they were last year? That's going to be the big question leading into this game. The 49ers struggled a lot against mobile quarterbacks last season. They struggled against Russell Wilson. They struggled against Lamar Jackson. And then they struggled against Kyler Murray a little bit as well. This is going to be a very tough task for this Niners defense right out of the gate. Having said that, last year the saying was the Niners could handle anything. It didn't matter who was out there, who they were playing. They brought it every week. Now, with guys like Nick Bosa and D Ford make a massive difference. Without D Ford, the Niners were giving up at least 28 to 35 points a game. With D Ford, they were smothering quarterbacks and they couldn't do anything. And I think you kind of saw that from the last few games of the season, we were giving up, I think we gave up what, 45 to the Saints. We gave up 28 to the, or 29 to the Falcons, 31 to the Rams. We were giving up a lot of points. But then, of course, D. Ford comes back and we we slam the Vikings in the divisional round. Those guys make a difference. It's going to be really interesting to see, is this D-line the same D-line that we got last year? Or is DeForest Buckner getting traded a bigger loss than some of us may have thought it would be? That's going to be something to look forward to on the defensive side. I think we're going to be just fine in the bigger picture, but it's going to be a really good matchup. Looking on the offensive side of things, I'm a little concerned about our offensive line going into this game. Obviously, we know Weston Richburg is going to be missing the first six games of the season as he's still recovering from that leg injury from last year. Ben Garland hurt his ankle a few weeks ago. Not really sure what's going to happen in his status. So it looks as if, if Ben Garland is not ready, which it looks like he might miss this weekend's game, it's going to be Daniel Brunskill, who's supposed to be our starting right guard, is going to be starting at center. And Tom Compton is going to start at right guard, who the Niners brought in this offseason. Things are a little shaky. When you have your third string center out there, I don't know how confident we, you know, we're going to be. And can we keep Jimmy Garoppolo upright against a, an improved Arizona Cardinals defense? This is a team that added Jordan Phillips to their D-line. They have Chandler Jones. They drafted Isaiah Simmons. They have Jordan Hicks. This is a good Cardinals defense that will get to the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo may have saved our butts last season, but if he has no time to throw, this is going to be a problem early. That is something that I'm going to look forward to is seeing, can this offensive line keep Jimmy Garoppolo upright? Because if he can, that's going to make a massive difference in this game. But if not, it could be a long day for our offense, and that's not a good sign for our run game or our pass game, period. So, that is something to definitely look forward to. Daniel Bronskill was fantastic last year. 
filling in at tackle and he was great filling in at guard. Now the question becomes, can he be great filling in at center? I don't anticipate it'll be for long. Having said that, we got to get this one. So Daniel Brunskill has to step up and so does Tom Compton at right guard. Also on offense, keeping it on the offensive line, Trent Williams makes his 49ers debut. It'll be the first time in a really long time that Joe Staley's absence will be from the 49ers offensive line. Having said that, we're replacing him with one of the best tackles in the National Football League when he's healthy, and that's Trent Williams. And he is going up against Chandler Jones, which would be a fantastic matchup to look at. I'm really excited to watch Trent, Till- Trent Williams sorry, play in this game. Going up against a guy like Chandler Jones is going to be fantastic. But going to Trent Taylor and the receiving corps now, things are a little iffy. I know a lot of people are a little concerned about the health of the 49ers receiver groups. It looks as if Debo Samuel is going to give it a go on Sunday. The question is, how involved is Kyle Shanahan going to have him in the offense? And I think the same goes for Brandon Ayuk, who's also nursing an injury as well. How involved are these guys? These are our top two wide receivers. How involved are they going to be in this game? But the two guys that I look forward to on offense that I think are going to have a big impact on Sunday and even a big impact going forward if they can stay healthy, that's Jarek McKinnon and Jordan Reed. These are two players that could thrive in Kyle Shanahan's offense if they can stay on the football field. Kyle Shanahan handpicked Jarek McKinnon to be in this offense. Jordan Reed has played in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and we all know what Jordan Reed can do when he's healthy. Those are two guys that I think could make a big difference on this 49ers offense, especially if Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk aren't 100%. It's going to make a difference. And of course, with the O-line a little shaky as well, we have great tight end depth this year. Our tight end room is fantastic. We're looking with George Kittle, Jordan Reed, Ross Dwelly, and Charlie Warner. That's a, that's a good tight end room. I think that will go a long way for this Niners team, especially in the run game. Can we get the run game going early is going to be something to look forward to. But back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, we know the wide receiver situation. We know we're probably going to have to test the depth early. Having said that, if we were playing any other team, I'd be a little worried. But because we are playing the Arizona Cardinals and Jimmy Garoppolo torched the Arizona Cardinals last season, I'm not too worried. If we can keep Jimmy Garoppolo upright, I'm not worried. We did, I believe we played that Thursday night game, the first game against Arizona last year, without Mike McGlinchey and Joe Staley. We were, we were thin on the O-line as well. We're going to be thin on the O-line on Sunday as well. Jimmy Garoppolo was sensational last year. In that first game on Thursday night, he was 28 for 37, 317 yards, and four touchdowns. He was fantastic in that game. And in the second meeting... He was even better, and we didn't even have George Kittle in that game. Emmanuel Sanders was banged up. Debo Samuel was banged up, but Jimmy Garoppolo went 34 for 45, threw for 424 yards, and also, again, another four-touchdown performance against the Cardinals. That was on a day where the Niners rushed for a total of 34 yards in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo won us that game. That was, of course throwing the touchdown to Jeff Wilson at the end of that game to win. That was, Jimmy Garoppolo won us both games last year. That is where I am confident in the Niners being able to get the job done if we can stay upright because Jimmy G loves playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals couldn't figure him out not once but twice last year. 
Now, obviously, there is more film on Garoppolo this year. The Cardinals' defense is better than last year. And you bet the Arizona Cardinals want to come into Levi Stadium and make a statement on Sunday. These divisional matchups are always tough. That is where I think when you look at the schedule, I'm thinking, oh, week two, we play the Jets. Week three, we play the Giants. And then the Eagles and the Dolphins. Let's say, hey, this, this looks really favorable. But week one is going to be tough. Because the Cardinals bring it to us every single time we play them. And these divisional matchups are huge. So not only is this week one game just important because you want to start the season off on the right foot. But at the same time, you want to start off on the right foot in the division too. Especially with how incredibly tough the NFC West is this year. This is a a, a big game for week one. It's crazy to think that, that with no preseason and it's a long season. Then again... This could turn out to be an eight-game regular season if if things don't go to plan or six games. Who knows? And if the Niners lose one game, that's a big deal. And next thing you know, we're like three and three, and that's it. We don't make the playoffs. Every game is huge. And I know even when we have a 16-game season, we say every game is big and we play every single game to win. But this year might be a little different. But I'm going to... I think everyone's just assuming everything's going to plan. We're taking it one week at a time. But... This is a big game. This is a big game. You want to start out right in the division. Of course, if the Niners don't get the job done, a lot of media critics are going to go up to them and say, oh, Jimmy G's not the real deal. The Niners are going to have a hangover and, and blah, 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 and whatever. You don't want to start the season on the wrong foot. Niners have got to come out and got to come out and play with a purpose on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. I can't wait for this game. I'm so excited for it to get going. There's so many matchups I'm looking forward to in this game and seeing a lot of different guys. But like I said, I think the few guys that I'm really looking forward to in this game are yeah, Trent Williams, Jordan Reed, Jarek McKinnon on offense and on defense. That's secondary and who steps up on that D-line. I know our linebackers are going to ball. The Hot Boys are back. Quan and now Freddie's obviously back. And Dre Greenlaw, I know they're going to ball out. Got no worries there. Offense, I think our running backs are going to be fine. We know what we're getting in Raheem. We know what we're getting in with Tevin Coleman. I think we're going to be just fine there. I think this is this is a winnable game for the Niners. It is not going to be pretty by any means knowing that this is the first game action Across the league, not even just in this game, across the league, there's going to be a lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers, a lot of mess-ups, because there's been no actual game simulation. Scrimmages don't exactly count. That's where it's going to be different, and of course, I'm expecting, I think everyone's kind of expecting it to be, it's not going to be pretty football, period. But the 49ers from last year, just going over a few statistical headlines here from last year's games against Arizona... They had over 400 total yards in both games. So offense was a big deal. Of course, many of those came on the heels of the passing game. But the 49ers also gave up 100 rushing yards in both games. That is going to be a concern. Containing Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake. And of course, I mentioned that. Who's going to step up on this D-line? Are we going to get a shaky defensive line? Or are we going to get the smothering defensive line? That's going to be something huge to look out for there. And the 49ers were only able to rush for over 100 yards once out of the two meetings. They only ran for 34 yards the second time around. And that first game, it was Matt Breida that rushed rushed for 78 yards on 15 carries. So 78 out of those 101 yards, Matt Breida is no more. 
Emmanuel Sanders had 112 yards receiving in that game. Emmanuel Sanders is no more. Who is going to step up for this Niners team? Of course, in the second meeting, Debo Samuel had eight catches for 134 yards. Debo Samuel's not 100% healthy going into this game. Who is going to step up for this Niners team? I'm looking at George Kittle. I'm sticking with my picks with Jordan Reed and Jarek McKinnon. But is this finally Dante Pettis' time to shine? Is this finally, or Trent Taylor, who is going to step up? The one guy I expect to, and I know he's going to have a big game, Kendrick Bourne. I know a lot of people, no one really talks about him. It's like, oh, it's a weak receiving quarterback. Kendrick Bourne is motivated this year, and he's going to ball out this year. Not a lot of people are giving him enough credit. I expect him to be Jimmy, one of Jimmy G's top red zone threats. That's what he was last year. Some people, I, I read an article a few weeks ago saying Kendrick Bourne kind of faded near the end of the year. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Kendrick Bourne was on fire in the red zone last year. He was Jimmy G's top threat when we were in the red zone. I think he's going to be huge and he's going to be a big, a big part of not just Sunday's game, but going forward, especially in the red zone. I can't wait. There was endless matchups to look forward to in this game. It's going to be great. Niners Cardinals on Sunday. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I'm not going to make predictions. Having said that, I do expect the Niners to come away with this game. I feel like with no preseason, the Cardinals are going to be a little bit off. Their chemistry might not be as good. And if this Niners defense that is primarily the same from last year can come out and their defense and then the D-line is smothering Kyler Murray, er- Kyler Murray early, it's going to be a long day for Arizona. And the Niners can keep Jimmy G upright. I think the Niners will get the job done. Having said that, it's going to be a close game and it's going to be a tough one. I don't expect it to be that high scoring. If I'm making a prediction, let's go 49ers 23-17. I think it'll be a close one. I think the Niners edged out at home. Got to get this win. Got to start the season off right. Having said that, going looking ahead to other big games around the league and other headlines around the NFL going into week one, obviously tomorrow night's game, the Texans versus the Chiefs. I expect Kansas City to come out normal. I don't I don't have any expectations for the Chiefs. I think everyone kind of expects them to be AFC's best team all year. Patrick Mahomes is going to be him. They got Tyreek and and Travis Kelsey. I think it'll be interesting to see is their rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is he as good as advertised? That's going to be something to look forward to for sure. But I think there's way more intrigue on the Houston Texans side. How is Deshaun Watson going to play without DeAndre Hopkins? Is Will Fuller going to step up? Brandon Cooks is questionable. If he goes, how's he going to do? And then, of course, the biggest question mark on this Texans offense is David Johnson. David Johnson was a lead at Arizona, kind of faded the last two seasons. Now you're putting him, you're pairing him with Deshaun Watson. David Johnson is good in the receiving game, too. I'm very curious to see. I don't think we'll get the answer in one game. It's going to have to take a few weeks to see. But it'll be interesting. How will David Johnson fare in this offense? And who's going to be Deshaun Watson's new top target? It's going to be interesting. Either way, I think the Chiefs will, will come away with that win. Looking ahead to Sunday, some of the headline games in the 1 o'clock slate, the early games. Seattle-Atlanta is a good game. Jamal Adams gets a Seahawk debut versus the new-look Falcons. How is Todd Gurley going to fare for Atlanta? I think this is going to be an interesting game. I think... A lot of people forget about Atlanta, and this is this. There's this year where 
everyone's talking about the Buccaneers and the Saints in the NFC South. No one is really giving Atlanta a chance. Last year, Atlanta got off to a, an atrocious 1-7 start. But they ended the year on that hot streak. Atlanta can look good at times. They're a very streaky team. I think this is going to weirdly be a good game. I think it's going to be tough for Seattle to go play a 1 o'clock game on week 1 to start the year. But I think Seattle always finds a way to pull out these these weird games. And listen, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Seattle's going to be good this year. They had us on our on the Niners' toes last year. This is going to be a good team. They've improved. It's going to, I know a lot of people are taking Seattle to win the NFC West. And I absolutely hate that because the Niners are the defending NFC champions. They did. They played Seattle to a T last year. To be fair, both games were could have gone either way. Chase McLaughlin, if he nails that that field goal in the first game, the Monday night game, the Niners win that game. It could have gone either way. The second game, if Jacob Hollister gets one extra yard, the Seahawks win that game. Both games could have gone either way, and they're so even. But back to Seattle-Atlanta, it'll be a very interesting game. Jamal Adams gets to face Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley in that offense. That's going to be a really interesting game. Looking forward to that. I think Seattle pulls that one out. Green Bay at Minnesota. This is an interesting game because the question here is who looks better and who is the more improved team because both didn't do a lot to improve their team. Minnesota did. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe last week. And I think that was a huge way to keep that defense, you know, to add more talent to an already decent defense. But they did lose Limval Joseph. They did lose Everson Griffin. The defense isn't exactly totally the same. Having said that, when you add a guy like that, it makes a difference. For Green Bay, they didn't do anything to improve on offense. They did not give Aaron Rodgers a second wide receiver to pair with Devontae Adams. So the question becomes here is, which team looks better in this game? Because I think that anyone in this division could win the division. I have no faith in the Chicago Bears, but they have the defense to do it. Detroit's a scary team. So this Green Bay-Minnesota game is a very good test for both teams and who comes out on top early. I like Minnesota at home right now. Miami at New England. This is going to be a very interesting game. Cam Newton in his Patriots debut at home in Foxborough. Obviously, the Patriots fans can't enjoy it. They won't be in the stadium. Having said that, they faced a new-look Miami defense. The last time the Dolphins were in this building, they knocked the Patriots from the 2-3 to the three spot in the playoffs of Week 17 last year. This is going to be really... I, I'm honestly really excited for this game because I want to see what this offense looks with Cam Newton. Is Josh McDaniels going to put more run plays in? Is he? Is Cam Newton going to sling it? How's his shoulder? How's his foot? There's so many ifs, ands, or buts. Of course, the receiving corps as well. How good is this, this young receiving corp for New England is going to be really interesting. That's a game that's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. But I like the Patriots at home. I think Cam finds a way. And the Patriots look good in week one is, is what I think is going to happen in that game. The last headline game for 1 o'clock, I got Cleveland at Baltimore. This is a very interesting game. Kevin Stefanski gets his debut as the Browns coach. How will the Browns do at Baltimore against the reigning MVP and Lamar Jackson? How will the Ravens play in their first game since that playoff dud? A lot of questions, a lot of talent in this game. 
I'm curious to see how Baltimore uses their running game with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. How much touches Dobbins gets opposed to Ingram. What will the Browns do with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in that backfield? Does Odell have a big game? A lot to look in, into this game, but I like Baltimore at home. The Some of the other 1 o'clock games that aren't headlines games, there's Jets at the Bills, Bears at the Lions, Eagles at Washington, Raiders at the Panthers, and the Colts at the Jaguars. Not much to look forward to in some of those games, but those are the other 1 o'clock games there. Looking ahead to the 4 o'clock slate, of course, Cardinals at Niners, 425. We talked about that game already. In the local window at 405, you got the Chargers at the Bengals. Listen, that, that might not be a terrible game. Joe Burrow gets his debut against a pretty decent Chargers, Chargers defense. I'm curious to see what a Tyrod Taylor-looked offense is going to be. Mike Williams isn't going to play, but let's see. How good is Austin Eckler going to be with Keenan Allen? A lot to look for. And A.J. Green. A.J. Green's a huge thing. What is his role going to be? Is he fully healthy? That Chargers-Bengals game could be weirdly interesting, but I like the Chargers on the road in that game. And then, of course, America's Game of the Week on Fox at 425. Buck and Aikman get to do their first Tampa Bay game in God knows what. Buccaneers at the Saints, the game that I know everybody is looking forward to to see Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and that new-look Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This this has potential to be a very good game. I just don't know how great it's going to be just because it's week one. There's been no preseason. It's Brady's first game in a new offense. I think this is the first time that so many football fans are going to be so excited to watch this game to, for one reason. How is Tom Brady in a new offense at the age that he is for the first time in his career? With new a new team, a new coach, a new system, new players. On paper, of course, we all know the narrative. They look ridiculously stacked. Having said that, they're going to New Orleans at the Superdome. And they are lucky that they don't have to go into a packed Superdome on Sunday. Because if they did, I would say it'd be 10 times harder for Tampa to go in there. You know, week one and try to make a statement. It would be a massive statement to do that. The Saints are a silly stacked team too, though. You got to put credit where it's due. This is a team that has won the NFC South the last three years. This is a big game for the Saints too. Because you got to come out. You got to prove to people that, no, no, we are still the best team in the NFC South. Because a lot of people are saying, well, the Bucs are right there. They're stacked. But the Saints have won this division the last three years. Drew Brees is still playing at a high level. May not be what he used to be. But guess what? Tom Brady's the same thing. If I had to bet on Tom Brady or Drew Brees on a last drive in this game, I like Drew Brees, especially because they're at home. I like the same. They got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook. There is a crap ton of talent in this game. It's crazy. Having said that, I don't think it's going to be as... It could be a fantastic game. I could be completely wrong on this. But I think Week Nine's game when they play on Sunday night in Tampa is going to be a cleaner game because now they've had half a season to get into things. Having said that, if we even get to that in one piece. But having said that, I think this is going to be a great game. I hope the Niners game ends a little early and this game is still going so I can watch a little bit of this one. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think from a football fan standpoint, you got to just enjoy a game like this where you have two of the best quarterbacks of this generation going at it. You, you have to be able to appreciate that and appreciate how much talent there is in this game. 
Tom Brady and the Bucks, Drew Brees and the Saints. I like the Saints at home. I think the Bucks fall. If it was up to me, I hope the Bucks get crushed. I just, I just don't like the whole narrative of how stacked they are. I know, you know, a lot of people, especially with the Leonard Fournette signing earlier this week, a lot of people were getting the Golden State Warriors kind of vibe. I don't like that. Having said that, we'll find out on Sunday. The Saints are the team. Are they, they have been one of the hottest teams in the NFC for the last three years. And now Tom Brady comes to the NFC and, and the Bucks think they're sick. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And your answers will be there on Sunday. Having said that, is that going to give you your answers for the rest of the season? No. But it's going to give you a good preview and say, hmm, who looks better? Do the, do the Bucks actually look good? Or are they as overrated as some people may think they are? Or are they as amazing as some people think they are? It's going to be really interesting. But the one takeaway from this weekend that I will talk about next week, because I know a lot of people are going to look at it. Who plays, who plays better and who has a better Sunday? Bill Belichick in New England with Cam? Or Tom Brady? in Tampa with Bruce Arians. That's going to be a massive question that I know everyone is going to be talking about going into Sunday. Who has the better game? And that's not even going to be this Sunday's narrative. It's going to be a narrative for the rest of the season. Who has bet who is being more successful in their with their new squads? It's going to be really interesting to see how that turns out. I'm so excited to see both of them because it's been 20 years Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have been together. 20 years. That's been my entire lifetime. And now they're apart. Is going to be so interesting to see how that happens. I'm excited to see that. To the primetime games. Sunday night football. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys are in Sunday night. At the LA Rams in their new stadium. A absolutely stunning stadium. Mike McCarthy gets his Cowboys debut. And the Cowboys, their new look team... They lost some guys on defense. They lost Gerald McCoy for the year. They caught HaHa Clinton Dix last week. It's It'll be interesting. I think the things to look forward to in that game is Dallas's offense. How is their new-looked offense going to be now with Mike McCarthy as their head coach? And then for the Rams, how are they going to look with losing so much talent on both sides of the ball? It's going to be really interesting. Is Cam Akers as good as advertised? There's going to be some really interesting things looking there in that Cowboys-Rams game, but I like the Dallas Cowboys in that game. Going to Monday night, the Steelers at the Giants, and then the Titans will go to Denver in a doubleheader, in the typical doubleheader to start the year on week one. Steelers at the Giants could be interesting. I think Big Ben's first game, healthy. How do the Steelers look? I have high expectations for the Steelers team, and I know I think a lot of people do. The Giants, on the other hand, not so much. Having said that, they have a new offense. Jason Garrett comes in as their offensive coordinator. Who knows? Some crazy things could happen in that game. It could, but I think the Steelers should should come away with that. I don't expect a lot of the Giants this season at all. Last game, Tennessee at Denver. This could be this could be a good game here. I think that Denver lost had a crushing crushing blow to their season yesterday. Von Miller. Had an ankle injury on the last play of practice, and he is gone for the year. <sighs> These injuries happen every year. There's always this one injury that happens in practice, and it's just a completely not even an injury that you would think would be bad. But how how do you script that? It's it's a week before your first game of the season, and on the last play of practice, your best player 
is gone for the season on a freak accident. It sucks. Von Miller is a is a tremendous talent, and to lose him for the season is a crushing blow for Denver. But I didn't expect a lot out of Denver. I still thought they were maybe a year or two away, but losing Von Miller sucks for them. For Tennessee, there, there's a little bit of expectation here. I mean, coming off of that terrific playoff run last season, how are they going to come out week one? Ryan Tannehill's first season of now being the guy in Tennessee It'll be interesting. Do they run Derrick Henry? Do they throw a little bit? They signed Jadavian Clowning on defense. We'll see if that has an impact or anything and how active he is. I like Tennessee on the road in that game. So that is your week one preview. If I'm going to give a pick for people who are in a survivor pool, I will do this every week. I will have my one survivor pool pick for people who are in a survivor pool this week. I like the Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. An easy in and out. Of course, I know a lot of people don't trust Phillip Rivers, but you're playing a Jacksonville team that is complete garbage. I would go Indy in this game. I think that's a good one to go with. That's the game that I'm choosing as a survival pick for this week. Colts at the Jaguars. That will do it for a week one preview. Until next week, we'll we'll recap all the week one headlines and look ahead week two 49ers take on the cardinals a divisional matchup clash 425 on fox on sunday eastern time can't wait looking for that football's back baby and we're getting ready for that hope everyone enjoys week one and fun the first football sunday of the year and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on instagram for more 49ers news and analysis